Welcome to Ethan in Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bao, and today we will be looking at the action scenes from Batman Begins. So let's jump right in. Batman Begins was directed by Christopher Nolan. Second unit director was... There wasn't one. It was Christopher Nolan. Cinematography by Wally Pfister. Fight coordinator, Andy Norman. I'm here with... Peter. And here we go with the first sequence I got is uh, Ducard versus Bruce. Intense intro. Here the we go. The setup. The setup. Bruce Wayne is locked up in some Asian prison. <laughs> Suddenly, a mysterious stranger named Henry Ducard appears and sets him free. Ducard invites Bruce to hike up the mountain to begin his training. Exhausted and nearly broken, Bruce makes it to the home base of the League of Shadows. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What an intro. So what was Bruce's plan? Like, just sit in prison? Uh, like, you know, just to, uh, see what, see what these guys are up to. Just know? chill? Yeah. League of Shadows just sounds like a, like a cool club to join. No, I mean before that. Before the card came oh, to the rescue. Oh, what at was the prison, plan? you mean. At the prison. Just chill? Chill? Like, he's in there voluntarily. Like, can, could he just get out? And... So he says they never really talked about it. <laughs> no. He's just, raz- he just He's just there to fight. <laughs> So let's talk about him coming up uh, to the League of uh, Shadows home base. You see fake Ra's al Ghul, played by Ken Watanabe, sitting, <laughs> sitting there like Shang Tsung. Yeah. <laughs> um, what can you really say about this little sequence here? Like, it's it's pretty short. <laughs> uh, I know you got a little thing you want to talk about, but um, for me, like, what what I learned about it is, like, as you mentioned, there's no second... Uh, second photography or what, what do you call it again? Second unit photography or anything. So yeah, Nolan really filmed his fights, these fight scenes himself. And so he tried to get Bale and Neeson to do as much as they could. And then he would like uh, shoot afterwards to with the stuntman to get like any kind of coverage afterwards. So that's what I kind of learned about Nolan's shooting style. This is a classic Nolan exposition scene, but hidden underneath like a short fight. Because when they start fighting, uh, Bruce uh, starts doing all these like different animal styles, right? Yeah. So it's good Tell to show. It, it basically shows that uh, Bruce has been traveling around the world, learning these different martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like he first started with tiger, then jujitsu. But I think it was more like Japanese jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I want to point out this when he does panther. Mm-hmm. Panther's not real. He was doing leopard. <laughs> that was a leopard. I learned that in Orange Belt when I did Kung Fu when I was a teenager. <laughs> that was a leopard style. And he wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Now, me and you always talk about um, the fight scenes in Batman Begins. and We always make fun of the quick cutting and how shitty it looks. Yeah, everything's like so tight. like you, yeah. you can't really tell what the hell's happening. Yes, but for this fight, I have to say, I was actually pre- pleasantly surprised. Like really? it, it wasn't that bad compared really? to later on. I still felt it. On rewatch, I was like, eh. Like compared to later on with the quick cutting where you don't see anything, there's all these close-ups. Yeah. So yeah, at, if you want to compare this to the later scenes. Yeah, but if you notice, there's no close-ups <laughs> on any moves. They're actually all wides. Just, you, you still don't feel the impact. Like it's once like even the, the finishing blow where Ducard like finishes Wayne. It's it the way it was edited and everything. Like you don't really even see what happens. Like he kind of kicks him somewhere in the mid midsection or yeah. something. Like like I don't. Yeah, that, that still bothers me. 
what I'm saying is, it's not great, but it's not as bad as I remembered it. It's not compared to later on, which we will get onto. Mm-hmm. So for this one, I would say I was actually pleasantly surprised by how it was shot and edited. Okay, it wasn't bad. It was wise. I could can, follow the can action. I, can I ask you a little something about the stances you were talking about? So, uh, so he starts off with Tiger. So, uh, is it basically the stances that you're like, like where they're they're starting off with, like the Tiger? Then he switches jujitsu and then Panther. Like, is is that what he's doing? Or did you look at his hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's doing so the tiger was, claw. Basically, yeah. So it was like it's like tiger. tiger claw. Where where does jujitsu come in? So what is jujitsu? It's when he grabbed his uh, arm, when he uh, when he was attacking the tiger. Then he okay. grabbed Raz's or Dukar's arm and he bent it over. Okay. And Dukar was like jujitsu. Okay. Punches him. Okay. If that wasn't really jujitsu, that well maybe Japanese jujitsu, which was more like uh, closer to karate. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, just, I just need a little clarification on it. That's all. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Uh, Out of five, what do you got for this? Uh, it's a, it, I, I did not care for the scene at all. It did nothing for me. It's a zero, it's a zero for me. I give it a 2.5 because it's a fun little exposition to show that he's been training. Mm-hmm. Good storytelling, good editing. So 2.5 for yeah. me. For me, um, can I just say, like, like for me, it's like Ducard kicking the ass of a guy that's broken down so it did nothing to establish him uh so yeah it just it, it was a loss for ducard for wayne and nolan so zero well it's good storytelling though you have to admit eh, parts of it it explains that he's been training <laughs> not in the way it was displayed just like, gonna make sounds all night or what no just the like ugh, tiger <laughs> jiu-jitsu like it's, you're just announcing shit you're not really showing it off well he is using it it's just not working. He even uh, he even does that throwaway line how he's like, "This is not a dance," which I think is perfect because uh, real life martial artists always calls kung fu a dance, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like a nice little jab there. Good script writing too. <laughs> so next up we have uh, Bruce Wayne's final exam slash Bruce Wayne versus League of Shadows ninjas. After weeks of training with the League of Shadows, Bruce Wayne is ready to take his final exam. <laughs> So yeah, so for me, I like the the kind of the the narrative of the sequence, like where Bruce is facing and overcoming his fears. Um, it's a good setup. So yeah, that, that's that's how we're gonna start off. Yeah. It was a creative use of the ninjas as statues, how they move and rotate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the golden like Shaolin monks. Like that's like a staple in kung fu movies, okay. like old classic tales, yeah. where a guy has to go to a cave and he fights these statues that are gold. <laughs> Yeah, like definitely like going into the fight uh, when I first watched this movie, I was like, I was really excited for this. Like anytime ninjas show up, I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. A little and nitpick uh, here. Like Liam Neeson is probably t- taller than all of them. Yeah. So yeah, how can that's he, a, that's how actually can he hide what I was going to say. It's like a little funny bit of info. Like Neeson towered over all these guys. And apparently a lot, uh, some of the ninjas had to like stand on like wooden pallets or wooden boards to like kind of. Well, Nisa's like 6'4", right? <laughs> Most of them are probably, I'm guessing, 6 feet. Yeah. Maybe 5'9", even. Uh, it's pretty gangster how the assassins get cut and they don't flinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. just get cut and yeah. they just take it. Yeah, take so it. for me, like I, my favorite part of the scene is just the kind of the initial sequence with the ninjas and like the stealth and um, kind of the lessons thrown in by Ducard as well as he's going through. So that's my little, that's my favorite part of the sequence. Yeah. So let's move on to the explosion where uh, he conveniently knocks the, the iron thing into like a, a mountain of fire <laughs> yeah, into stuff. Into like Wile E. Coyote's stash of that's right. explosives. <laughs> yeah, I was, 
like I said, I I was I remembered this whole movie being shaky cam for the action, but there really wasn't shaky yeah, cam. Yeah, like this the, one the sword sequence, like when they're it was fighting. well shot. It, it was well edited. Surprisingly, yeah. for me, it's it still shot a little too tightly, and and it, there's still for me, I feel like there's. I would little, say the editing is a bit too tight. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's editing. the editing. The yeah. way it's shot, they're all wides. There are no close ups in this fight, mm-hmm. which was I was pretty impressed with knowing Nolan for this movie. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad. And we cannot, obviously, we got to talk about them hanging off the mountain for that last gag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which they did, by the way. Real. That was, real, that was a real mountain. That was the they were slide reel. Like him sliding yeah, down. Yeah, that was all real. Damn. Yeah, they were that's, legit. That's badass. And also, I mean, they were on ropes, but uh, actually hanging off that mountain and catching him like that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Out of five, what do you got for this? Uh, for me, it's a 2.5 out of five. Cool, cool. I'll give it a three. Give it a three. Three, yeah. Nice like little fun yeah. escape sequence. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, let's get to the fun part. We got uh, the dock sequence, the setup. Bruce Wayne learns of a drug shipment about to go down at the docks. Down in the Cape and Cowl, Bruce is ready to introduce criminals to the Batman. Dun, dun, dun. So I thought it was a, it's a really smart choice to kind of have the sequence from the point of view of the villains. Uh, it, it made Batman like become this like terrifying presence, right? It, it, for me, it felt like it, certain sequences were shot in like kind of like a horror movie almost, right? Yeah, like guys uh, disappearing into the shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, it's basically just kind of like sound design, like the shit you're hearing, Batman moving around and everything, right? And yeah, they definitely employed close-up shots and the close-ups and the shaky cam in here, mm-hmm. but it works. It makes sense because mm-hmm. Batman's this, yeah. like a ninja that comes in and out, right? He's basically in predator mode. Uh, There is a nitpick for me that always bothers me about this scene. It's like uh, when he jumps down, he fights everybody, right? There's like a shot where he knocks a guy down. And then where the guy falls, you can clearly see a guy standing. Then the next shot, everybody's down on the ground. Mm, mm -hmm. That always bothered me about this. That... Honestly, that whole sequence kind of bothered me. Just him dropping down. Like I know what you're trying to do narratively and and the story you're trying to tell, but at the same time, I still want to see some cool moves or like just yeah. be able to see something clearly. And all it is is just a camera circling around these bad guys. You just, have no idea what the hell's going just on. Right? Quick close up, quick close ups like hooks and punches. <laughs> yeah, and- yeah. And uh, I read also the, um, apparently in the the whole entire Nolan trilogy. This is like the one and only time the battering is actually used, like to take out the, I believe, take out the lights or something. Um, yeah, that's what I read. So I hopefully it's true. <laughs> uh, let me think. I can't really think of another time when he really used the battering, or that it was clearly seen as a battering that he threw. That's true. I mean, he kind of does like these tranquilizer darts. Yeah, but you don't really know if it's yeah, a battering or not. Really right? so, true. Out of five, what do you got for the sequence? Uh, it's a two. Out of me, out of five. Like there's there's some cool badass parts, like his kind of like flying around stealthily, like in the Arkham video game, kind of like taking out guys. Like it, it has some some redeeming values, but overall it's a two for me. I'll give it a three point five. Um, I mean they shot it from the perspective of the criminals, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. The shaky cam, although I'm not a fan, but it works for the scene. Mm-hmm. So for me, storytelling wise, three point five. Okay. Next up, we got the escape from Arkham. Setup. Dr. Jonathan Crane takes Rachel Dawes to Arkham Asylum basement. He reveals to her that he's been dumping his drugs into the Gotham water supply. 
He sprays her with his fear gas that will make her lose her mind. Batman has been watching from the shadows. He intervenes and he saves the day. <laughs> so Ooh. to start off, I'll, what I want to say is um, if I was Batman, and if I was Batman throughout like the whole entire movie TV universe, this is the Batmobile I would want. Like This is like the most protective, the, the best suited for combat. Uh, like you, it can fucking turn into a, like a motorcycle when you need it to. Uh, this is the most badass Batmobile. Um, on a more personal level, like the Michael Keaton Batmobile is actually my favorite Batmobile. That's of my all favorite time. too. Yeah, this is what I grew up with as a kid. And when I first saw it, I was like, "This is the coolest looking vehicle I've ever seen in in my life, or that has ever existed." So, um, yeah, I was talking about before that. before that uh, when they're actually fighting inside. When he's fighting Crane and his lackeys. Yeah. There's this cool little move where, uh, you know, as Batman tackles people a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's like his primary move. Yeah. And he like tackles the guy. And, but somehow he like has a grappling hook or something. And okay. he just spears the guy in the air. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty dope. <laughs> uh, onto the car chase here. Now, this is, this is basically Christopher Nolan's bread and butter. The big set piece. The big set piece. This is where he, uh, he, excels if you will mm-hmm. right hand to hand fights he's, he doesn't really he hasn't he wasn't ready for it yet. no no he's, not yet yeah he's not at that level yet so we got fun cool creative things like Batmobile like hopping off the um the parking garage onto buildings and there's this nitpick that I always bring up like literally every time we watch this movie god every single every time. single time <laughs> I have to because I noticed it in theaters too uh the cop that says get out of the car on the rooftop is also the same cop that says at least tell me what it looks like. And he drives by and he's like, never mind. Big shout out. The actor's name is Matt Miller. <laughs> Credit as Gotham number, uh, Gotham cop number three. Are you sure she doesn't have a twin brother? No, sir. Is this not like a, like a scenario where there's like two brothers in the police force and they're twins? <laughs> Could be possible. I, you, I'm, I'm sure there's like a whole backstory where Nola had to cut it from the movie. They, they, it seemed they tried to make him look different from a different angle with different lighting. They tried to like hide some of his hair, but it's kind of weird for a two hundred million dollar movie to (laughs) mess up, or they just couldn't get any other actor to say that line. One uh, little like fun little fact I I, uh, saw on the interwebs: Um, apparently, Bale was like not actually allowed to go anywhere near the Batmobile, so. Any sequences, yeah. Insurance. There's no, there's absolutely no time where he was like even just taking a little stick shift on the uh, the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. Insurance money. That's a shame. That's unfortunate for him because that I would have loved to like drive that around. (laughs) Little nitpick here when he makes his final escape where he barricades through a wall. Mm -hmm. Like, couldn't the cops just easily just track him to Wayne Manor? (laughs) But then, uh, like, all three cars got taken out. By that wall. Oh, they—they're our biggest obstacle, a wall. So a little nitpick for me. So you know, Batman's got the whole no killing uh, anyone really, not even bad guys. But he, so like they're driving in that tunnel, the the underground tunnel or whatever bridge, right? Wacker, he, lower Wacker Drive. Yeah, and then he uh, he drops like the spikes, and like he knocks out one cop car who goes like flipping at like. 90 miles per hour or whatever speed they were going at they were they would have, they had to go fast because batmobile is fast 
Uh, and then uh, another car right after that like, careens into like a barricade, and both cars are like rolling like the James Bond car. <laughs> yeah, roll, like, like, nice little. Yeah, the like, car does a Hong Kong spin. Those guys are dead. Those cops are dead or like seriously injured, paralyzed. Like they're you know you got to start a GoFundMe page for them <laughs> to support them. But Batman, you know, eh, no big deal, no big deal. Oh, he was there <laughs> for Rachel, man. <laughs> Rachel's the most important thing in the world. I don't care about innocent lives. One of my favorite parts in the movie is when uh, they're driving. I think he goes into stealth mode first, mm-hmm. and he turns to Rachel. He goes, stay with me. <laughs> Go on. Stay with me. <laughs> his Pretty much all of his dialogue to Rachel through the whole scene is just, it's it's pretty laughable. <laughs> what are you talking Rachel! about? Rachel! No, you've been poisoned. Just right above, when, uh, right before he goes into the cave. Yeah, he goes. Like, Rachel. <laughs> His Batman voice wasn't bad in this movie. Yeah, it, it wasn't too over the top. No, it like, was. It was actually pretty yeah. good. Even uh, going back to the doc sequence, when you kind of like the first time you hear it, when he's like, he gets the iconic "I'm Batman" line, and when he finally gets to deliver it, it's it's actually really good delivery. He has a line, and like you you can hear it clearly, but. Yeah, after this, it just it gets into meme territory. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Why didn't he just stick with his voice? It worked properly, right? Yeah. Uh, a little shout out to Roger Yuan, or boy, uh, actor, <laughs> a villain in Shanghai Noon, fight coordinator now, uh, where he's, uh, I guess he's like a technician or something. He's like a the water. scientist. Or, yeah. He's like, must be a compound that has to be absorbed through the lungs. <laughs> he knows his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Most badass character already. <laughs> Okay, well, out of five, what do you rate this whole sequence? Uh, for me, it's a three out of five. I enjoyed the sequence, but overall, other than the some rooftop, for me, I just felt like it, it wasn't really that innovative in, in some of the chase sequences and some of the different maneuvers or whatever. I think this is the best Batmobile car chase of all time. Really? Of all time. Not for Name me. one better. Uh, there's never really been a good yeah. one other than the video games. Which makes it the best one of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah name one better. It's still not great. In the best one of all time, the overall scheme of car chases. No, best one of all time. I <laughs> yeah. give this scene a five. I'm still giving it a 3.5. It's a five out of five for me. The Tumblr. Okay, next up, we got the big finale setup intro. You call it intro, I say setup. Picard reveals himself to be the real Raza Ghoul. He plans to transport the microwave emitter to the central water hub in Gotham. With the help of Jim Gordon, Batman tries to stop his former mentor. <laughs> so where do, where do we start here? Like, are you starting from like as soon as the the city gets like shut down and the toxin gets released? For me, the first thing I kind of like started looking at was when uh, Batman. Um, Basically, when he arrives and flies yeah. into it. Well, actually, for me, so he, Batman arrives. He's face to face with Ducard. Ducard jumps yeah, on the train, and then yeah, 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 and then he's got to fight the goons first. Where he's like, I can't handle. And then your and then goons. you get this really fucking shitty sequence of him fighting the goons, where you don't see anything. Again, really bad direction <laughs> from the from the fights for on, on my end here. Like the, the, everything's really shot tight, terribly. You you have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, there's no room to breathe or take in any of the kind of action. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like moves that he's kind of performing but i still can't really tell so for me I, I i really hate the start of this so this is basically where it all falls apart for nolan when it comes to the hand-to-hand action scenes yeah because uh i've watched this scene so many times where <laughs> he's still trying to those ninjas <laughs> i still have no idea what he's doing like i don't know what's going nah, on nah. why does the ninja throw a gas bomb at him when he tackles the other guy i don't know he, I don't, 
All he does is he tackles guys off railings yeah. twice. And I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, the whole twice off railings. I don't understand the space, the environment. Yeah, that the geography. In. Like, what's going on here? You have no, no recollection or anything of how the spatial environment that they're in. What also doesn't help is that the fighting style they gave Batman is naturally not very cinematic mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the Casey fighting method. Casey, like, yeah. Like, yeah, sure, it'll work, sure work in real life, yeah. but, uh, I mean, on screen, it just does not no, look No, it's good. not cinematic. Like, it's actually, very odd. Like, I, have you seen some of the YouTube videos on it? Like, yeah. It looks pretty cool in, in no, the YouTube doesn't. demonstrations. No, it doesn't. Eh, some, some moves, but no, it doesn't. the way no. it's... It, like, you really need to shoot it well in order to, to make it actually I, look cool. And, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I do not think yeah, so. Yeah, Nolan was not prepared for this kind of stuff. He just wasn't ready. He did, This is this is during the Bourne era of fight scenes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess he just kind of mirrored that yeah. a little bit here. Yeah. I do love the little <laughs> sequence. The, um, so after he finished these guys, and he's, he's, uh, he, he's like in a riot. So everyone's like grabbing at him. And Why, then he though? Shoots, huh? Why, though? <laughs> I don't get it. He looks like a demon. When they run away? <laughs> They're not that scared, I guess. <laughs> so weird. Well, he's like a jack-o'-lantern more <laughs> than anything. Just red eyes or orange eyes. But, uh, like, when he shoots his battering or the, the fucking... The grappling hook. The grappling hook. And then he pulls himself up, and then there's just this random guy that's like goes flying with him. I kind of like the little sequence. <laughs> just the random guy. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty badass moment of him being dragged by uh, yeah. the subway across the city. Yep. It's like, uh, reminds me of the chase scene in French Connection. Bullet. Oh, wait, no, French Connection. French Connection. That's right. Yep. Very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we got to jump onto him facing the card, uh, Raz, one on one. Does this, he? <laughs> this is where it falls even further Fuck. apart because I still don't know what's happening here. Yeah. You want to you wanna take this or uh, you want you want to go first here? I mean, what saves the scene is that the acting is good. There's emotional oh, yeah. contacts going on yeah. between. You got Neeson, you got Neeson Bale, and Bale, and the cross kind. They got the gravitas. Because uh, Christopher Nolan, like his main skills are the big set piece and cross cutting. Mm-hmm. Like he's done that ever since his first movie, following okay. cross cutting, and he did a really good job here. Because normally I don't like cross cutting in the big finale. Really, between scenes, I just find it tedious. You think it was contrived? Done yeah, for I me, it saved it because the fight itself wasn't great. So, so the cross cutting made it bearable to watch. For me, it it's what caused the the fight to not be good. It's just like uh, this is one of my. It's kind of like an editing trope. That no, I no, the fighting wasn't good because it wasn't shot good or yeah. cut together good. I could say that. Yeah, so it was better when they cut away from it. But for me, like it, it, it just frustrated me. Like the what he was cross cutting to was so uninteresting. Like Gordon driving around, like Gordon. There was nothing interesting about Gordon driving the Batman balloon until he got to the, his like end goal and shooting the rockets or whatever. And then he's he's cross cutting, and then he's also putting he's including this old man exposition guy who's just basically restating everything that we already know about what Ra's al Ghul's plan is. He's just you cannot let the train get to Wayne Tower. This is what's gonna happen exactly, and he he keeps cutting to this old man, which we don't give a fuck about. So it's just, it felt like so... Well, that's classic Nolan, right? That's know. just what he does. He over like, At least in in the future, if he's doing this, you feel or like there's some kind of connection to these kind of cross-cut scenes. You notice how the train reaches it anyways? <laughs> yeah, Gordon saves the day, though. <laughs> he kind of uses his battering at the end, right? He's like, I won't kill you. And Is he it, the it out the window. Like, there's some other kind no, of... No, if you look at his hand, he has like... <laughs> 
three batarangs like Wolverine claws in his fist. Does he? He's like, I won't kill you. And he throws it out the window. Okay. But then he throws like some random and then it bomb. it explodes. <laughs> no, it doesn't explode. They, it's the random bomb. That no, no, no. Throw. It's the random bomb explodes. So he throws the batarangs out the window. Okay. And all of a sudden he pulls out a bomb and blows up the uh, whatever's behind him in the subway. Okay. <laughs> it's really confusing. I was yeah, cut together. Yeah. I, I, Very confusing. Out of five, what do you got? Uh, it's a 1.5. It's it's a just really disappointing finale. I give it zero. Give it a zero. Oh, you're going zero on this one. Ooh, baby. It was it was very. I like I said. I've the fighting stuff. I so so many years later, I still don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do not know what's happening. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the to uh, our categories here. All right, what are we starting off with? Radar hero. All right, you want to go first on this one? Uh, I'll give uh, Bill a. It's kind of difficult because it's technically two characters: mm-hmm. is Batman and Bruce. Mm-hmm. So let's, you kind of let's, let's have a little fun here. Let's go uh, Raider Hero, but two. Like, so Raider Hero, we'll start off with Bruce Wayne by himself. Okay. So Bruce Wayne, yeah. I give him a five. You give him a five on he, this? He was the oh. most, he's the only Bruce Wayne I've ever connected with over the years. Really? Because Michael Keaton played Bruce Wayne like Batman. And Val Kimmer's Bruce Wayne was so cold. And George Clooney played him gay. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> he really did folks i'm not gay bashing here but uh yeah i really felt his pain and i really connected with him as bruce yeah what do you got for bruce wayne can i just ask in the comics or like the original source material was bruce the character bruce um was he supposed to be kind of eccentric and like over the top to try to really throw off everyone yeah he did do right? that in the comics right okay I, um, that's the first time that it's been done in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, it, it's a four for Bruce Wayne for uh, four. Um, what about for Batman? Batman a three. Okay. The voice in this movie is still good, but like, even then, you can kind of see him shifting from scene to scene. There, there's a little bit of different. For me, I felt there's a little bit of different like inflection. It, I'll, like I'll tried, give, it, it kept getting harder. <laughs> like, I'll give him a four for this one yeah. because he really uh, tapped into that animalistic side of Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you notice, this is the only Batman in the Nolan trilogy where people, when they see Batman, they're actually afraid of him. Because mm-hmm. every other Batman, Dark Knight Dark Rises, rises when they see him, they, they're like, oh, hi. <laughs> hi. 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 <laughs> okay, for Raider villain, uh, Ra's al Ghul, what do you got? Uh, 2.5 for me. I... I felt like in the comics and every other Ra's al Ghul portrayal, like he's always been more of like a like a complex and like a his wife was killed. Character. His wife was killed, <laughs> and I I just didn't get that. And and I think one of the problems is just it's the split between Ducard and Ra's, like where you're you're. It's like Nolan is trying to fool the audience and who like Ra's is truly is. I know like Ra's as a character is like a mysterious being and he's always hiding in the shadows kind of thing. So I get that, but just it, it kind of was detrimental to the overall Raw's character that he had to be Ducard or like try to act like he wasn't Raz for like over three quarters of the movie. Well, he also disappeared, right? And the villain yeah. was Scarecrow for a large exactly. chunk of it. Exactly. So um, yeah. I gave him the three. As, uh, mm-hmm. So Liam Neeson carries it well. Um, first off, he's a Obviously, very, very intimidating figure <laughs> at uh, 50 years old and six foot four. <laughs> So, all right, next up we got top three badass characters that are not the villain or the hero. Uh, number three, I got Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon at number three, eh? All right. 
Yes, sir. What do you got? <laughs> For me, it's this kid, Joffrey. 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 So, yeah, this kid, uh, he's not afraid of anything. He's he's strong belief in Batman is always going to save him. You know, it gets him through everything. So, <laughs> number three. Okay. And then he turns into a fucking dick when he gets a teenager. So. Best character in Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> I really relate to him. All right, number two. <laughs> number two, I got uh, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, eh? Number two. Alfred. When he uh, hits the guy with a golf club, I hope you're not a member of the fire brigade. <laughs> what a one-liner. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of one-liners in this movie compared to the others, eh? It's like dry British one-liners, though, so it's a little longer. <laughs> it's, um... It, it, I think it's due in fact that it's written by Nolan and David S. Goyer. <laughs> and Goyer probably brought that, all yeah. the one-liners. Yeah, okay. Uh, for me, Gordon's number two, just because, you know, he's the one that really makes Batman's plan work in the end. So, Good stuff. So number one, I got the uh, the ninja during Bruce's final exam that gets cut on the shoulder and does not <laughs> flinch. That's gangster. <laughs> All right. Uh, number one for me is uh, Ken Watanabe. I don't know what his character's name is. Fake, fake Roz. Just because I actually feel like he would have beat Bruce Wayne in the fight. Like right before that big explosion that kills him. He was ready for that kill blow into Bruce's back. I don't know if you can uh, remember that, but I remember. I just rewatched it, and I, he was ready for the kill. So he's number one for me. Okay, next up, we got three badass moments slash moves. Uh, number three, I got the cop during uh, the Arkham escape, or not? No, when they were releasing all the prisons from Arkham, okay. and the cop throws Scarecrow's mask in his lap, and he goes, "Time to play." <laughs> <laughs> Badass. All right, all right. Uh, for me, it's the sliding down the mountain. And had I known that this was all done, like, real, 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 like, it might have gone higher. But sliding down the mountain, catching Ducard, wow, that was awesomely shot. So Good stuff. Number two, I got uh, Batman swinging under the subway over the city. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. True uh, Batman me, movement when the, the music kicks in. Yeah, yeah. It almost gave me, like, a Batman a- animated vibe. So. I love that show. Uh, for me, number two is from the doc sequence, the one bad guy with a machine gun going, where are you? And then you get the cut to here. And Batman Ooh. takes him out. Boom. Takes him out by putting his cape over his face. Oh, yeah. He's dead. <laughs> Automatic. Okay. Number one, I got the entire Tumblr scene. The Arkham Escape Tumblr entire scene. Tumblr. The entire scene. Okay. Love that scene. Yeah. Best scene in the movie. Yeah. yeah, for me, number one is, is the Batmobile, but anytime when it's, like, flying. So anytime it's, like, crossing the bridge, flying into the Batcave, flying over the rooftops, when it's, um, like, he uh, turns on, like, his rocket propeller or whatever you want to call that thing. Because that's what the, the actual real-life car <laughs> was made for. It, it was in, in actual combat, in... in uh, wars like it, they were meant to like suspend bridges. Like you would shoot those cars across. You mean in gaps. the movie or in, in real actual life? Wasn't it? I read something. It was like in real actual. They say life. that in the movie. I don't know about real life. Okay, maybe I'm just I'm confusing it too. Then. <laughs> okay, cool. Best, It'd be cool if it was back then. Best overall action scene. I got the tumbler scene. Just oh, the yeah. entire tumbler sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same for me. Cool stuff. So scene you revisit. Uh, Tumblr sequence, I guess you could say. I've probably revisited it once or twice, but really, overall, this whole movie, the action-wise, I haven't revisited that much. I revisited the Tumblr scene 
if anything. Um, definitely not any of the fight scenes. They're just a bit hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But for me, definitely the Tumblr sequence. Best Batmobile chase of all time. What Name one better. You can't because they all sucked. <laughs> That's what makes it the best Batmobile <laughs> chase of all time. Wait, I think Adam West has something to say here. <laughs> okay, anything else you want to say before we shut her down? Uh, overall, I love this movie. Batman Begins, action-wise, not really that much of a fan, but the movie overall, great fucking movie. I will put this out there. I'm putting it out there. There are days where I prefer this over The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can see that. Yes, sir. Okay, that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We are out. Music for Ethan and Action is done by Mason Tickle. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and we'll be back. Till then, 